I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, I'm asking. I'm asking in faith. I'm asking God in faith. That somehow, through this wonderful, wonderful spirit that we feel tonight, while you're extending your arms of mercy, my prayer is that you would touch. Somehow, you would touch someone in this place tonight. Should reach out and bring them to you. That you would heal, that you would mend, that you would forgive sins, you would make us whole. In Jesus' name. Everyone say in Jesus' name. Could you lift your hand just one more time? Just extend your arms and your hands and just love him one more time. We love you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, almighty God. Amen. Turn with me, please, to Mark chapter 2. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you for loving God. Thank you. Oh, what a present. Presence of God in this place. Mark chapter 2, verse number 1. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days. And it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together. And so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much about the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was bore by four. And when they could not come near unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof. When they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. They didn't just go there and uncover the roof. They uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, We're going to remove 
everything that is separating us from the miracle. They laid down the bed with the sick. And Jesus saw their faith and said to the sick, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain ones sitting there reasoning within their hearts. Why do this man thus speak blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God only? Duh. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason these things in your hearts, whether it is easy to say to the sick, Thy sins be forgiven thee. Or to say to the sick, Arise, take up thy bed and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man had power on earth to forgive sins. I say unto thee, Arise, take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all. Insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. Or we never saw it like this. Four men decided not to stop. Nothing was really going on anyway till they decided to go through the roof. Oh, there was a lot of people there. But I don't read where anything was happening. Until four of them say, enough is enough. And if we can't get it done this way, I'm preaching to somebody. Then we're going to leave the rest and go do it another way. But we're going to get the job done. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're not going to stop here. Now, come on, I need you. I know you hollered, hollered louder than that to one another at home. So I need some input tonight. Turn to your spouse or your neighbor, whoever it is, and say, we're not going to stop here. We refuse to stop where we are. 
God is too big, too merciful, and too great for us to stop at this place. And if it takes us to do something else, we're going to do it because we're going to see God do what he does the best. Now, Lord, if not me, you and them, me and you. In so much that they were all amazed and glorified God said, hey, we never saw it like this before. Church service has never been like this before. We filled the house before, but we never seen it like this before. Somebody say praise the Lord. We haven't seen it like this before. Some things are going to happen. It is happening now, but going to get greater, should I say, in this church that some of you or all of us will stand to our feet one day and say, we've never seen it like this before. We've never seen it like this before. God is truly moving among us. I want to talk to you a little while or a long while. Determined for a miracle. Definition, if you please. Having made a firm decision and being resolved not to change it. Determined. I am not going to change. I am determined. To get and to see what God has for me. No matter what my stinking friend thinks like. No matter what my spouse may say. No matter what my kids may say. No matter what the neighbor says or the one sitting beside me says. I am determined to get exactly what God has for me. I want you to get an attitude tonight. In simple words, pastor, I've made up my mind that anything or anyone will not change it. I made up my mind. The difference between the impossible and the possible lies in a person's determination. Most people fail because of the lack of determination or the lack of hunger to see something great. Something more than what we've been having. Oh, it's been good. Yes. Oh, yes. We filled the house. Yes. This morning we had a whole bunch. Yes. I tell you what, we're going on the roof. It's not how good you are, but how bad you want it. Where are the rest from this morning? Send them to tape. Yes. 
Caleb said, after 40 years in the wilderness, I want, I want what I was promised. I want my mountain. If you are determined tonight, nothing can stop you. Paul stated, I am more than a conqueror, conqueror because I am determined. He also stated, I am persuaded or determined that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Neither death or life or angels or principalities or powers or things present or things to come. Nothing's going to stop me. I am persuaded. I am determined to reach the goal. I am determined. The writer of Malachi stated that when I fall, I shall arise. Determination. The story talks about four men. Desperate men. Desperate enough, pastor, to take what necessary means to bring their sick friend to Jesus. These were men with compassion. These were men with true faith. Men that would not take defeat for an answer. They had come with a need. And they were not leaving until that need was met. I don't know about you tonight. But I came with a determination in my heart. I came to see Jesus tonight. I'm going to have the greatest revival that I've ever preached. I'm going to see the greatest signs and wonders and miracles that I've ever seen. Because I'm determined to reach out and to get exactly what God has prepared and promised to this church. Their purpose within their hearts, they purpose within their hearts, we will see Jesus and nothing is going to stop us. The long line of people that led into the crowded house would not stop them. The rudeness, if you please, and the harassment that was thrown on them would not stop them. Please let us in, was their cry. Our friend is in need of help. Someone said, no, I was here first. No, the crowd replied, get away. Sorry, you're going to have to wait. No way, just stay back. There's too many people. They may miss Jesus, but they were determined to get to Jesus. The woman with the issue of blood, if you please, was determined to get to Jesus. No matter what, no matter what I'm going to do, if I can just touch him, I'm going to be made whole. 
I'm going to push myself through the crowd until I touch him. And when she did, she was made whole. I wish some of us would get that determination that no matter what, we will touch Jesus and it will take place among us in Jesus' name. Blind Bartimaeus, the same story that we said before. Blind man heard that Jesus was passing by. And because of that, faith filled his heart. And he began to cry out to the one he knew that could touch him and heal him. And when he cried out, Jesus, Jesus, they began to tell him, shut up. Slow it down. Shut up. Don't disturb him. Shut up. Shut up. Quit what you're doing. This is not what we usually do. <laughs> he said, no, I'm not going to shut up. He, the more they say stop, the louder he got. The more they said quit, the louder he got. The more they said stop, the more determined he got. And begin to scream, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I'm looking for just a few that'll join hands with me and Sister Shirley and the pastor of this church. And say, hey, we're going to hold on. We're going to scream. We're going to holler. We're going to shout. We're going to pray. We're going to beg. We're going to do whatever it takes. But we're going to see the move of God. We can't stay the way we've been. Because the way we've been hasn't got the job done. And too many people are weighing in the balance. Too many souls are waiting for us to get hungry and determined enough to say, I'm not going to stop until I get to Jesus. It don't make no difference what I'm going to do. If I got to climb up on the side of the building and get on the roof, it looks a little crazy, but the craziness got Jesus' attention. While the others that were inside didn't move him a bit. Am I telling the truth? The whole place was full, and Jesus was just sitting there. And <laughs> but all of a sudden he heard some noise. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. See, I know the end. I wrote it down. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Say, praise the Lord. Look at your friend next to you and say, hey, he's talking to us tonight. God is talking to us tonight. 
which stopped Jesus in his tracks was the cry of a man determined enough to be a little different. I've had some people tell me, you're a little different. You're a little radical. You're too out there. Well, how about this God, brother, that just speaks and worlds come to existence. That's kind of out there. Takes his hand and go, and stars fly by the billions and trillions. That's a little different. A little far out. And he's my dad. So why can't I act like my dad? Why when everything tells us no, why can't I say like my dad, yes? Why when the devil tries to confuse you, cause anything among you to, to, to get discouraged and to say no and we don't want it? Why when the flesh gets a hold of you and say we are satisfied with just a good church service and Jesus there? Hallelujah. When you can get up and say no, I'm not going to settle for this. I'm tired of settling for this. I'm tired of feeling the way I'm feeling. I'm tired of going through the hell I've been going through. I'm tired of this. There's got to be more to this. To get more, you've got to move from a service and get on top of things. Back to the store, if you please. Perhaps they were taking inventory of the situation. And they were discussing it. Sister Bushnell. With one another. And one man said. Let's try getting in another way. We ain't going to fool with this bunch. I'm tired of listening to this bunch. I'm tired of listening to this bunch. No. Can't. Uh-uh. Maybe some of them said, one of them said, hey, hey, Steve, if we don't get Joe out of here, do something another way, I'm going to punch somebody. Maybe, just maybe. Brother Sherman's way of interpreting things. So let, let's go do it another way because if they push me and tell me I can't go in or can't see Jesus or can't have the move I want, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nail someone. You ever got that way? Oh, not you. I know, I know, I know not you. You guys are just, no problem. Maybe you ought to get that way. Maybe some of you ought to get that way. And said, hey, hey, pastor, we better go do it another way. Because if we don't do it another way, I don't know if I can take this anymore. I'm tired of all the negative. I'm tired of all the complaining. I'm tired about not moving on and not believing and going on and not responding when we were to respond. We better do something because I'm going to poke somebody in the eye. Turn to your neighbors and determination.
So let's try a different way. So after looking around, they turned to one another and said, hey, let's get to the roof. Ain't nobody in the roof. Everybody wants to go this way. So let's try the roof. Let's go ahead and carry Joe on the roof. Maybe perhaps using the side steps which were built on the side of the houses of that day. They carried Joe to the roof. Looking around the roof, they found a trap door and began to pass Joe, if you please, through the door because in that day they had a door that could go to the roof. You can go through the roof to, from downstairs to the roof and down the side of the house. And so perhaps maybe they were trying to, to pass Joe through the door to get down to Jesus. And perhaps maybe the door was just a little too small to, to pass Joe through. I don't know. But my guess is as good as yours. Now being filled with frustration. Their determination became even stronger. If we can't get by the door or by the stairs, we're going to go. And we can't get through the door and down the stairs. Then we're going to go through the roof. The first episode of Mission Impossible. That's when I wish I had that music. Don't forget it. We're going to break apart anything, Pastor, that keeps us between us and Jesus. We're going to tear up anything that keeps us from the move of God. But by the way we've been thinking, the way we've been doing things, the way I've been doing things, no matter what, we're going to break apart everything that keeps us from going into the move of Jesus that God has for us. I believe with all of my heart, I believe this with all of my heart, that God is trying to bring this church, don't anybody feel the Holy Ghost here, in a new dimension, a new level, a new place in God, that when we get there, we will testify. That we never saw it like this before. But there's too much. Of junky thinking. Too much negativism. Too much. It's interfering my style of living for God. Here's quiet again. Well, do you want to stay the way you're living? Or do you want to move of God like you've never seen before? Let's talk a little bit, if you don't mind. It's early. About the construction of the roof. Let me talk a little bit. I, I studied. Hey, I studied. 
I looked into all this. I'm not as smart as your pastor, but I can do a little bit studying. And what I found out and I read, the, the roof was built flat. And so those that lived there could walk on top and enjoy the fresh air. The roof was made with clay tiles and they were secured by lats or, and timbers. Now, they might have broken it up with their hands, but for the sake of the message, perhaps maybe they went up and found some type of tool or, or whatever. I know the Bible tells us that they must have had at least the Bible. I mean, I think they should have had at least some rope because they let him down unless they just threw him in the hole. But the Bible said they laid him down. Now, I don't know, Pastor. I'm not too smart. Straighten this all out when I'm finished. That's your job. But it preaches good. So whatever it was, they, they let him down. So whatever type of material they had, they begin to break it up. But I believe the greatest tool they had was faith. Faith and determination. He's there. And I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And I'm going to see it happen. Oh, if we could come to church with that determination and that faith that when I get there, I know it's going to happen. And I'm hunger enough to say it. They had faith. You have to use whatever tools God gave you to break whatever separates. Now I can, I can spend a whole night and, and ask God and spend a whole night perhaps trying to bring things what could separate you. But you know you better than I know you. And while they were breaking the roof, or right before they might have started, maybe, maybe Steve wanted to just start breaking the roof, and, and, and Al said, no, let's stop. Why do you want to stop? Let's go. Well, let's listen to his voice first. Why make a hole there when he's here? We may let him down in the midst of a bunch of them that don't, won't like it. They may look up at us and say, you bunch of fools. Why are you messing up the roof? Stop that. Pow. 911. So he said, let's, let's, let's don't let them down or let him down where the negative is. Let's don't let, don't let him down where those that don't want it. Oh, thank you. I'm having a good time by myself. So let's listen. And some of us, I believe, 
are hearing the voice of the Lord. And we're feeling, and we're feeling and feeling because we're tired. We're thankful for what we have. We're thankful for this building and these wonderful, loving people. And we're thankful for the ministry of this church. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not a dope. I'm not an idiot. Hallelujah. We thank God for all of that. But there's got to be a whole lot more than what's here. There's too many out there need to be here. And so they listened. And they begin to break things up. And they begin to let down their friend. Right in front of Jesus. Lord, please. You would not believe. Now, I'm not trying to be negative. But you would not believe, if you're sensitive. You would not believe. The enemy and the devils that are warring around this building right now trying to stop what God's trying to do. Oh, Brother Sherman, you just speaking on there. Is anybody spiritual in this place? We are having warfare. Do you know that the angels of God are actually fighting devils out there and trying to get us to the place where we need to be? You've got angels fighting for you. They're determined to help you. God's determined to give it to you. Don't, don't you think that we ought to get a determination among us and say we're going to help God. We're going to help the angels. We're going to believe this and we're going to see it come to pass. Don't give up so quickly. If you can't get to Jesus the first time, try again. But you know what's worse than trying and not getting to him the first time? It's not trying at all. Jesus did not climb the roof. He knew about him because he was God in flesh. Don't you think he didn't know about what they were doing? But he did not leave those inside and go up the roof. What was making the things great and touching God's spirit is the fact that they were determined enough to get to him. They were trying. They were fighting. They were doing. They were breaking somebody else's house. So don't think that God is going to come up to this church. Tell me, Lord, help me to tell the truth. He's here. Don't misunderstand me. The presence of God is in this place tremendously. And he's been with you for many years. But he's waiting for somebody to move a little different than the norm. 
He's waiting for somebody to get the determination. Says, whatever, whatever I have to do to get to him, I'm going to get to him. Hallelujah. And Jesus is sitting there in the middle of the crowd and thinking, oh, you bunch is just normal. Yeah, look at you. But I've got four guys that's coming through that roof. And when they put him before me, hallelujah, I'm going to do something. Hallelujah. That's going to stir the whole house. That might not be everybody, sisters and brothers, that's going to get with the program with the pastor and the evangelist and the spirit of the Lord in here. But we're not going to wait forever. Everybody, but we're going to see God do such a great miracle that will blow everybody's mind that they will have to stand up at the end and say, you know what? He's been telling the truth. Turn to your neighbor and say, break the roof. you feel it? Kind of goes through you like, yeah! Cajun people call it the free songs. You guys called it, what they call it? Goose something. Goosebumps. Cajuns call it, oh, we got the free songs. All over. Well, I've got the free songs all over. There's something inside of me. Brother, I don't play church. I, I told you that. You guys know me. I'm family. Hallelujah. I wish you could feel what I feel. Well, I wish you could feel what I feel. I wish you could feel what I feel. What are you feeling? I'm feeling the spirit of the Almighty inside of my heart and my soul and my spirit that says, yes, 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 yes. We can do it. We will see it. It will happen. I would not serve a God that couldn't do what he promised. Sister Shermie goes crazy sometimes the way I pray to God. She says, Shermie, calm down. I like talking to God. My prayers, I talk to God. I don't just get my little prayer clock and do my hour. Now I lay me down to sleep, blah, 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 five minutes of praise, five minutes of this. I don't do that stuff. I'm not saying it's wrong. New converts, you, get, you got to do it. All the saints, you got your prayer clock, do it. I talk to God like I talk to anybody, but with respect. I talk to him every day, all day long. I do. And guess what? He talks to me all day long. Not at four o'clock in the morning and go all day and not talking to him. I just talk to him. Hello, Lord. Hello, sure. He's my dad. But sometimes I go to the Lord and I tell him, I say, now God, and, I, and I'm pretty rough and you might have to rebuke me. And, but, I, but I say like this and say, all right. Maybe you're not God. I even heard somebody, ooh. Maybe you can't do nothing. Maybe all what I'm preaching is just nothing, just a bunch of messages. And now you're fixing to kick me out. Look, this sister right here said, oh my God, let me pray for him. He's backslid. Don't I do stuff like that? And I'm in the middle of the living room. God, I'm talking to you in Jesus' name. Now, after I say that, I do that. Because God knows me, and he likes that. 
But I go over there and say, but God, I know you're God. And I know what you can do. And I'm not going to sell you. Catch up my life. I will not sell it for nothing less than what you're capable of doing. I want it. I want to see it. I'm your son. I believe it. That's the way I do it. I think I'm going to go to heaven. You think so, brother? I'm glad. That's my friend with the 57 Chevy. If he says I'm going to go to heaven, I'm gone. Anybody got a car like that? That's right. And the things I told you this morning, I meant it. And you believe it. And you pull the roof off if you have to. <laughs> and don't worry about what anybody says or anything's around. Do you feel the Holy Ghost? Why not? He's God. So I pray to God that way because I believe that He is going to do it. I am with you tonight because I believe in the will of God and that I am in the will of God and that he will do it. You have to have the hunger and you got to have the determination and you got to get to the place where all those that were there this morning can say, wow, how we blow their mind. Oh, Jesus. I like this. <laughs> and so they did break the roof. And they did lay him down. And they did put him at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus went crazy. Don't you think we ought to just break the roof, Pastor? Do something just a little bit different. Get everything out of the way. Wednesday night sermon. Get everything out of the way. Just bear with me. I still got, God knows how long note, how many notes I got up there to preach, but I'm trying to feel out to the Lord here. Either he's God or he's not God. Either he can do what he says or he can't do. That's what I always say to him. And he likes that. He likes being put to the test. Yes. I don't disrespect God. Don't misunderstand me. I love him. But it's something about when you talk to God and say, well, I wonder if you could do it, God. He kind of wants to say, oh, yeah, you just believe and see what I can do. I talked to this young lady just a moment ago, earlier. I tell you what, the Spirit of God is there for that young lady. I'm not trying to embarrass her. I'm not going to go there and even talk to her. If she would just respond and open. Am I being too ugly? Oh, thank you. You're doing this. If she would just respond immediately. 
God will touch her. Well, you're not supposed to do it like that, Sherry. That's the only way I know how to do it. Because we're not promised tomorrow. And I'm on her side. And I'm pulling the roof off. And I'm taking her, if you please. And I'm putting her before Jesus. And instantly, she gives test of God. No embarrassment. Are you determined enough to get to Jesus? One of the things I told you this morning were true. And you're going to come out. Oh, Brother Sherry, I don't care. You just have faith in God. And God will touch your life, your family. I just believe that. That God wants to do. I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus. I worship you, Almighty God. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Somebody needs to go and tear the roof. That's how you get God's attention. I will get to Jesus. I will do it. The only thing that can stop this revival, I'm not talking about dedicated service nights or designated service nights. I'm talking about the only thing that can stop this particular move of God happening in this church is you. There's no devil big enough. As a matter of fact, he's scared to death. If we can take the demons of this area And God will allow us to bring them right here in front of us and make them tell the truth. They would look at you and say, we are afraid. Because we know that if you will do, accept this and do this, that nothing can stop you from reaching and getting things that God has for you. You know why your pastor got healed like this? Well, David shared me prayed for him. Hogwash. I'm a nobody. You know that. I'm a child of God. A minister of the gospel. I believe in that. But within myself, I know what I am as a human being. Or flesh. I, I can't do nothing, heal nothing. But you know why he got healed? Faith. I just simply spoke with him. I didn't do nothing special. 
because his faith was there. And he released it and said, I want it. He was determined to get it and hungry to get it. That when he did that, his faith touched God. And God showed me a vision of God placing a bone. I told him, go to the doctor. Get an x-ray if you want. And the doctor would say, oh my, you got a new bone. Oh, come on, Jeremy. And it happened. And he gave that testimony. And you were happy, weren't you? That was good. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe I'm just a little idiot. I don't know. Or a big idiot. I don't know. But to me, when he said that and God put a new bone, I could have I danced and flipped if I was able to flip. Could maybe roll. Then somebody would have to help me up. But I just kept, I wanted to, yeah, 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 yeah. Why are you getting so excited? Because God touched his neck. We need to get excited about what God does or what he's doing among us. I'm talking about, well, you say you overreacted. Overreacting? God takes a tumor out of an eye. And we say, praise the Lord. We should still be rolling on the floor, coming in every service because she got a tumor taken out of her eye. Is that overreacting? Have we forgotten the miracles like I preached about this morning? We don't want to forget that. What are you saying? I'm not trying to change the subject. We need to get excited about what is going and what God is doing among us. We need to really get excited. I'm not talking about just <laughs> let somebody go give you a hundred dollar bill and see how you're gonna act. He go, watch that. You, he go, pick it up and smell. Oh, it smells like a hundred dollar bill. Look, brother. A hundred dollar bill. Three days later, you still that hundred dollar bill, and you're excited about. I know you think I'm dumb, but I'm not dumb. We'll get excited about that. Or a new car, or whatever, 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 whatever. But oh God, God is in the midst of us right now doing great things. We ought to get excited about it. We ought to get excited about it. We ought to get excited about what God's doing. We ought to get excited about what He's going to do. God's going to touch this young lady back there. Why, why are you just saying it? Because I'm saying it in the name of Jesus and I'm claiming it because this morning she was praying and God. God touched. That's why she's here. You better watch what you say. Why not? That's why she's here. Because God said. (laughs) 
You, you can be seated. I might take two or three. I might be whatever. So what are we going to do? Same thing. Same place. I'm not Lee Stone King or Buster or Jeff Horner or what all these guys. Even the guy who was, was supposed to come here, brother. What's his name? Benoit. Awesome, man. Maybe some of you thinking we should have got him. Hey, I know, but I'm me. And I know God's with me. And I know what he's shown me. So where do we go from here? Can we get determined enough and hungry enough? I always feel the Lord by you, brother. That we can. Did God touch you a while ago? Did he touch you? Isn't that wonderful? Did you hear those words that God told you? Wasn't that cool? Well, then you're like, is he alive? And you came for something, he gave it to you. Isn't that wonderful? God draw me. Shalaiva scares all half to death. I felt God telling me to go by her. Told her to get out of the aisle. Who am I? I'm nothing. But God told her and helped her and blessed her. And I believe it's done in the name of Jesus. Thank you, sister. I'm glad you obeyed God. But she was hungry. And I could feel it. What do you want? Hey, brother, glad to see both of you tonight. I'm glad you're here. What do you want, brother? How many of you want in that church? You think he can do that? Are you looking for it? Did you make those cards yet? You're going to do it, huh? In Jesus' name, and they're going to get done. Well, I want you to go look for those people because they're going to come. No, 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 I'm not being ugly. I do that with everybody. I want you to look in my eyes. I said, they're going to come. They're going to come. And they're going to receive the Holy Ghost. And the God's going to change their lives. And you're going to be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Two of them are going to come. They're going to hold your hands and help you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe that. Hallelujah. There's a touch of God in your body that needs to be touched right now. Healing. Would you like God to heal that? Hallelujah. Because you've got to keep living. You've got to keep going. Devil, you're a liar and the father of it. Through the power power of the Holy Ghost. Am I telling the truth? Then we believe it in the name that's above every name. That in the name of Jesus. Hey brother, what do you want from God? Man, your heart is so tender. Come here now. I'd like for you to stand. Let's blow everybody's mind. What do you want from the Lord? Well, he's got a lot of stuff, but what would you like? What would you like? You see, God likes for us to talk. He likes for us to make that statement. He likes for us to move by faith and declare it. So what do you want? What would you like? You need a touch of God? That's what you're telling? You need a touch of God? Is it in your body? In your spirit? You want God to touch your spirit? You want God to renew you and help you? 
You want God to change some of those thoughts that you've been kind of helping you in your thought patterns? I can, I can see like sometimes a confusion comes. Is that it? You want God to touch your mind, touch your spirit? Hallelujah. Is there anybody you'd like to see saved? What's that? You want your wife saved? Are you willing to break the roof? Are you willing to believe God? And she'll come back to church? You believe that? I want you to walk with me. I don't, look, brother, I'm not playing. I'm walking in Jesus' name. And we saying, Brother Jeremy, I'm saying she's coming. Oh, you're just saying things and stuff. No, no, no. I'm calling the things that are not as though they were. God's going to touch his body. God's going to touch his mind. The situations in his family is going to change. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we're going to claim that his wife is coming to God. In the name of Jesus Christ, the joy of the Lord. You're not going to feel so lonely. Hallelujah. And forsaken and all alone. Family members are going to be touched. They're going to be saved. In the name of Jesus. Are you willing to break that roof? Are you willing to do anything? Come on. Lift your hands as high as you can if you'd like to. And I want you to call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to bring them. Hey, brother, how about we put them before Jesus? How about we put them before Jesus? Hallelujah. Uh, Come on, brother. We got four men like the scriptures. Hallelujah. How about we bring them before Jesus? You ready for it, brother? Feel the power of God right now. In the name of Jesus, right now, you're being touched of God. In the name of Jesus, bring her back. Bring her to church. Stop the confusion. Stop the mess. In Jesus' name. Flood his soul right now. Let the joy, come on, brother. The joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. I've never done it like this before, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do whatever it takes because I want to see it back to God. I want to see it. Now listen to me. You know why these things are going to take place? Because he responded. I had to go to him. But when I walked to him. You see. When I spoke to, to Reverend and his wife a while ago. Just a moment ago. When he heard me talk to them. It touched his heart. What do you mean Brother Sherman? It caused faith to come up in his heart. But he stayed there. But God brought, drove me to him. And when I did, I made him walk out of where he was. And that was for a reason. That wasn't just to get him. That was by faith walking. And by the time he came here, he started to believe, wow, this is going to take place. And I believe it. And don't change your thinking. You keep thinking, yes, 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 yes. Because God wants her more here than you do. You serve a great God? Were you here this morning for service? 
Can God? Now, it's early. You got to go, go, whatever you want. He made that step. Now, who else? Who else is saying, I'm going to go break the roof, do it different, and get what I need from God and see the revival that God wants for this church. Now, I could call you to come up and we could all gather in line like this morning, like Pastor said, and then say, anybody need God? And nobody show up. But I spied on you tonight. I spied on you guys. When Pastor said, or Brother said, how many of, need, of you need something for God? I saw your hands go up. And you showed me how many of you needed something from God. So now, don't you stand there and look at me like I'm nuts. Like there's nothing you need, that you don't need anything from God. I love you guys. You know it's just me talking. But you were raising up your hand earlier. And then now for this. Uh, 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 am I a mean guy? Am I too hard for you guys? I'm asking, come on, don't, don't lie to the Holy Ghost now. Am I too hard? Am I being ugly to you guys these, te- these 10 weeks? Am I saying things that maybe I'm not doing the right things to, to get you? What do you want me to do? You want me to roll on the floor? What can I do to get you to step forward and say, I need because you see, listen, I'm looking at you. I love you. Some of you desperately need a touch of God. You're losing the way. You're losing your, 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 you're losing your soul because of situations in your life and what's taking place in your life. I haven't gone there and stuck my finger in your face because I love you. It's not that God, it's just God hasn't done that. And I don't want to do that. But if you know you have a problem, and you know you need God and you're losing. And you're losing your soul and you're going to hell over it because of circumstances happening. Why, why, stay, why not come here and say, hey, Brother Sherman, I'm losing it. Can you help me? Now when you do that, God may open through, through the gifts of the Spirit of word of wisdom, knowledge and wisdom. And God may talk to me and give you the answer. Remember that sister that came up the other night, the other service, that was like, and all of a sudden, boom, God went from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, and look, I couldn't, I couldn't stop. I mean, saying everything that was wrong about her and about her family, the whole bit. I mean, I don't know that. Nobody told me that. Now, are you guys afraid of me? Because I might say, ooh, you made a boo-boo? We all make boo-boo. When you weigh over 300 pounds, you make a lot of boo-boos, a lot of flesh. So we're not pointing fingers at boo-boos. We're trying to get God to touch you and that you get to the place where you need to be with God, that others can come. We don't want people to come in when mom is sick because sick moms have sick babies. 
we don't want that. So right now, I just feel, I just felt the pastor of the Holy Ghost. Yes, ma'am. All right. But I just felt the Holy Ghost just quicken to me that right now he would restore people's souls and spirit right now. Right now, you can be refilled and renewed through the power. And another thing, let me tell you something. Don't let bitterness and unforgiveness destroy you. Only you have the power to keep that spirit within you, the spirit of unforgiveness. And it doesn't matter how bad you were hurt. Only you have the power to keep it or release it. And if you want to be healed and release it, when you release that, God will flood you with healing. Because as long as you have unforgiveness in your heart, now I don't want to be ugly, but it's the truth. As long as you have unforgiveness in your heart, God will never forgive you. Am I right? But when you release that and let it go, He will restore and forgive. Why keep something that has hurt you for so long? Let it go. Thank you for being God. 